Hello everyone, this is Kendra, and welcome to the I Trip Over Flat Surfaces podcast. I created this podcast to help and encourage you to get back up after stumbles and all-out fall-on-your-face life events. I do this with simple, practical views and ideas I have experienced and learned from my own stumbles and falls that you can apply to your everyday life. If this is your first podcast or your regular, I want to say thank you so very much for listening. Now let's step right into this episode. Hello, everyone, and thank you for being here. If you are a regular, you probably know that I have a horse. Well, this horse and I have been through a few things together. I am so very blessed to have her. I, this horse really was my first horse that I owned and was responsible for. I've, I've been around other horses, uh, worked, volunteered at a, a rescue when I was a kid, but really this is the first time I had owned a horse myself and been solely responsible for her well-being. And after getting her, it quickly became apparent we needed help. And so I set out to find a, fa- a trainer and I found a fabulous trainer and we still work with him today. And, and actually he wrote the guitar intro and exit to the podcast. So I, after meeting him, the, my horse was to go to him for about a month. Um, and I was so apprehensive about doing this and letting her go, but we did it, did the month of training. I periodically went as well and spent time there. and. Once I got her back into the boarding facility, we continued the training and I decided to attend one of his training clinics. And so starting to prepare for that, as the time was approaching for us to go to the clinic, I started thinking about how much time I was or wasn't able to spend with my horse. I worked full time. Uh, The boarding facility wasn't necessarily right around the corner, as they say. So I only had so many hours to actually be with her during the week. And, you know, the quality amount of time of training we did together in that time and my ability to conduct that training effectively. I started to make mental assumptions about what the trainer was going to say or think about our progress or maybe lack of progress. I started a conversation in my head about the thoughts he would have about us and it started to make me feel inadequate. I that I, that I wasn't doing enough, spending enough time with her and in that not progressing faster in our training. I started having feelings of dread about going to the clinic and and at times I even wish I hadn't signed up and I was nervous about going. And you know, was this really the right thing for us to do? And did we even belong there with all of the other experienced horse people? I I really put myself under pressure with feelings and thoughts of not doing enough with her or, or being enough for her. You know, did, <laughs> again, do you know these feelings? You know, maybe you feel it when you're about to give a presentation at work. What are the, you know, what are they going to think about my training skills or presentation skills? Maybe you're starting to write something, putting pen to paper is hard people, but thinking like, are people even going to get it? Am I a good writer? People are going to think this sucks. You know, all of those things 
maybe going, you know, out with, with other people and you kind of see them as, as put together and they've got their stuff, you know, they've got their ducks all in a row, as they say, they look great. And so, you know, you start to think what they're going to think about how you look, how you're dressed, what we are thinking, or really, what are we thinking? Really, what are we thinking? What are we thinking during those times? And what are those thoughts doing to us? Think, I mean, think about that. What do they do to you? You know, thoughts we have have a corresponding chemical reaction in our mind and body. You know, when you get nervous, you you feel that, right? Afraid, you feel that in your body, the adrenaline, the heart rate, the perspiration, same about being nervous. Um, you know, you know, all of those things, they're doing something to the chemical makeup inside our body. We believe we know how others think about us and it impacts how we think about ourselves. But in really, we shouldn't be giving the thoughts of others or the thoughts we have about others' thoughts power over our minds and lives. Again, we make assumptions of how or what people think about us, and it makes us feel self-conscious. You know, uh, we start to, to feel self-doubt or pile on more self-doubt that we already have. And, and we can feel rejection even before someone, you know, we give someone a, a chance. We can actually even think the opposite. This is not very common for me, but like, you know, we can actually think people love us, love to spend time with us, love our jokes, love how we talk just because they don't say anything to us. And so in either case, we build relationships on a lack of trust and understanding. We internalize negative thoughts and feelings and start to feel shameful that we did or said something. And oh my gosh, what did they think about what I said about that answer to that question? I'm sure they think I'm stupid. And, you know, we can feel fear of rejection that can cause us to do or say things we don't really want or believe in. We can dread being around others because we believe we know for sure they think poorly of us. They don't want to be with us. Or, you know, and maybe in some cases we think they have an ulterior, ulterior motive to be with us. We believe. Not only do we think, we really believe we know what others think about and it has a negative impact on you. But caring about what others think about us really limits who we are and who we can be as people, you know? So let's just stop giving preconceived thoughts from others power over who you are who you can be, and what you can do. You know, we do not really know what other people are thinking. We don't. We, we are not psychic. We don't know. You know. We think we know. We predetermine who someone is or who we are based on what we think someone thinks about us. We, we really don't. We, we don't know. We don't know. When I say it out loud, it, it really just kind of sounds crazy to me. No, based on some things in my past, I think others are thinking things about me that have to do with the amount of time 
uh, or effort it takes to do something with me or for me. And because of that, I can often rush and seem impatient. And really, it's because I'm concerned that the person who's helping me with something, that they're thinking, oh my gosh, this is really just taking too much time and effort for me. I don't even know why I said I would help her. Or this is just way too complicated, or she doesn't know what she's doing. And, you know, I don't even want to be here, spend time with her, uh, you know, and it, and an impact how I think they're going to think about me and if they want to spend time with me in the future or ever help me again. I I have really worked on this a lot. I mean, really worked on this a lot. And it, and it's really not common that I feel this way anymore. But every once in a while, it, it does creep back in. And during those times, I just have to reset my thoughts. I have to step back, renew my mind, and continue working on it basically with one of those small actionable steps that we talked about in the last episode. I stop myself from caring what that person thinks of the effort. And I remind myself of our relationship. And I, and I really, honestly, what I do, I put that relationship back in God's hands. And I basically just say a little prayer. It's like, God, you know, um, you're in control of this. And uh, I want to have the relationships you want to have for me. And so, you know, how this works out is how it works out. And I move on. We, my horse and I, we, we did eventually go to that clinic. And, you know, even before I went and while I was there, I was changing my mindset. I decided to tell myself that, you know, it is what it is. We are going to the clinic because we need help. We just started this path, this journey together, so there's no way we could be as advanced as these other people. And besides that, even if we weren't, we are walking our own path. And so however long it takes for us is how long it takes. And the most important thing is that we are together and we love each other, we trust each other, and we're on this path together. You know, during the clinic, the horse trainer made a comment. I was so very thankful he said, and, you know, that I actually was in a position to hear. He said he couldn't believe that was the same horse. Now, you know, I realize he had a lot to do with her training. Don't get me wrong. But I also had done a lot to build this relationship and help her further along in the training that he started. He wasn't thinking I hadn't done enough or my horse wasn't further along than what he expected. You know, and I had put all of those things in my head. I have made myself feel inadequate. I'd felt down. I had given myself just ridiculous, unwarranted pressure and really for nothing. I had given power to thoughts that hadn't even happened yet. And when they did, they were the completely opposite of what I imagined. They were good and positive and and in no way would I have ever thought he was going to say that. Let's work to not give power outside of being responsible for our own thoughts to the thoughts of others. Let's continue to work those small, actionable steps to build positive thoughts in our own mind. Because I'm telling you, 
like what happened in the clinic, that's what's happening in life. People are are probably a very tiny, minuscule percentage amount are actually thinking anything negative. They probably not even thinking about us at all. They're probably thinking about what they're going to make for dinner, um, how they feel, um, maybe something they need to do on their way home. You know, it's not all about me. I get it. I get it. I want to give you some takeaways that, um, some things that have helped me that have worked for me. And I think that could work for you. Take some, take all, whatever uh, would be applicable. The first one is you do not control what others do or think. You can only control yourself. You know, we hear this, right? It's almost like a cliche, but it's true. And really, basically, at the end of life, we're only going to be accountable for ourselves, not anyone else. So understand your thoughts and words. Hold power over your life. So speak of positive. Words have power. Two, check your thoughts about how you think about others. This actually matters. If you think, if you think negative, you're you're really basically looking for negative. You assume that people don't like you, you know, you that um, people think you're difficult to get along with, or you know, whatever. If you're looking for negative, you're going to see negative, um, or that person never does anything for me or doesn't do things right. Again, we see what we seek. That includes what we seek and see how others think and feel about us. Three, live your life to the best of your ability. Okay, many years ago, I believe it was Benjamin Franklin that said this, but many years ago I saw this quote and it actually um, had a severe impact at uh, how I interact in my own thoughts about how others feel and think about me. And I'm paraphrasing this a little bit, but he basically said, if someone says something unkind about me, it is up to me to live my life so that no one else believes it. That is powerful. If someone says something unkind about me, that I did something that I didn't do, or, you know, kind of throws me under the bus at work when you know, maybe it was a really honest mistake. I didn't understand something, but they just threw me under the bus or maybe they got it wrong and they threw me under the bus for that, you know, um, that they said I did or said something that I really didn't say or do. Whatever it is, if someone says something unkind about me, it is up to me to live my life so that no one else believes it. I'm responsible for me and what I do and say. That is powerful. And it puts responsibility back on me and what I say, what I think, what I do. I can only control me. Four, give yourself grace for mistakes. And I want you to celebrate and praise things that you do well. And I'm not saying go out and buy the cake, eat the cake. I'm not saying go out and buy the boots, the the jeans, the, you know, shirt, whatever. I'm not saying that. Um, although nothing wrong with that if you want to do that, especially if you've got, you know, maybe you landed a mammoth client. Good for you. Go buy cake, a piece for me and eat it for me too. Um, but really what I'm talking about are those really small things. I mean, the big things are really important too. Don't get me wrong, but you do something right. I want you in that moment to stop and give yourself a high five. Way to go, Kendra. 
I want you to pat yourself on the back. And most importantly, I want you to stop and take notice of what's happening inside your body at that bit of praise, how it's making you feel, you know, the warm and fuzzies inside, how it makes you feel good. Maybe it's making you stand up straighter, walk better, chest out, I don't know, gut in, glutes, whatever it might be. It's Those are all positive reactions, those chemical reactions to something positive. And so I actually would encourage you to to write down what you did well and specifically write down the emotions and feelings you had during, you know, that bit of praise. And so at other times when you're going through uh, difficult areas of your life, or maybe you're struggling with thoughts about yourself, you can go back and, and read those times and help yourself remember. We do things well. And sometimes we don't always stop to give ourselves the credit Especially if you think doing something well, maybe you maybe you made a meal that everybody was like, dang, that was really good. And you're like, well, I cook every night for the family, whatever. I mean, you know, hey, remind yourself of those times. The, they, that, that's a day-to-day life. That's, that's getting up, getting ready, going to work, coming home. That's a day-to-day thing that, hey, appreciate that about yourself. All right, and the fifth takeaway is to make environmental changes as needed. Remove yourself from a conversation that is negative and criticizing. Negativity brings us down, man. It's a bummer, big bummer. Remove yourself from negative situations, conversations, relationships, or other types of environments as needed um, to be able to work on your own positivity, your own positive thoughts, and and um, if, if you can. I understand that not... Not in all situations you can do that, uh, but you can, in all situations, create environments that can be something positive, that you can surround yourself with positive things, and also build relationship with others that exude positivity, positivity right? That's how you say it. <laughs> that, you know, and, and get yourself around those people as, as much as you can. I like this quote by by Albert Einstein, if you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. Do you want to be happy? If you want to live a happy life, if you want, if, maybe you don't want to, if, if, whatever. If you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. I don't usually talk about like, Um, my goals for the year. I don't have a word for the year or scripture for the year. However, I I do. However, this is not unusual. This is not usual for me, but um, there is something that has come to me this year that really relates to this episode. And I really feel God is leading me to really deliberately and purposely work on seeing the good in everyone. You know, my whole life I have lived to protect myself physically and emotionally. So I have always looked for areas and others where something could happen. And basically my life mantra was never underestimate your opponent and everyone. I mean, everyone on the planet is your opponent. I I cannot express to you how heavy this baggage was to carry. And it has impacted Every relationship I have ever had or have 
like you, I continue to work. I'm a work in progress. I started working on this a few years ago, but I really feel like in this year, God has laid it on my heart to to work on this so purpose-driven that in every 110%, everything that ever comes out of someone's mouth or they do, that I always look for the good. You know, God only knows our heart and I am trusting him to help me live through times where maybe someone doesn't have my best interest at heart. But for me, I control me. I'm responsible for my thoughts. I am going to look for the good in everyone. And that includes the thoughts they have about me. Well, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts. If you ever feel like reaching out, you can do that through my website on my contact me page at itripoverflatsurfaces.com. You'll also find some free resources there that I believe will help you manage your thoughts and live a happier, more fulfilling life. Until next time, I am believing and hoping for you all the blessings life has to offer. Take care. If you have liked anything you have heard here or on another episode, it would mean so much if you would tell a friend by sharing the episode, the website URL, itripoverflatsurfaces.com, clicking the five-star rating, or even better, leaving a written review. You know, this helps others to find the podcast, and it lets you pass on encouragement too. Thank you so very much for listening. Until next time, watch your step. Watch your step.